We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is a Locker Room Production. All right, welcome back to Spotify Green Room. I am your host, Tyler, drumming with my two guys, as always. Malcolm, Pierre, how you boys doing on this lovely Monday night in the middle of the summer? In Michigan, for me and Pierre in Florida, for Malcolm, how you boys doing, though, today? I'm doing great, bro. Enjoying the weather. Had a good holiday weekend. Hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, we just passed 4th of July weekend. Hope everyone had a very safe 4th of July weekend, had fun, and enjoyed our beautiful country of America. But for today's episode, you know, with it being just passing the 4th of July, meaning football's coming up. Um, Oh, oh damn, Malcolm. I guess Malcolm's okay. I'm okay too, Tyler. (laughs) I asked you. You didn't respond to me. (laughs) Pierre went first. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing good, man. But before I I start, I was waiting. I was waiting. waiting. You left me me that awkward silence, so I just I took over. No, you're good, bro. I just want to say, finally, Mr. Hart has come back to Spotify Green Room. I'm here, everybody. What's up, Anonymous? What's good, boy? What's up, everybody? I forgot that's your little like intro thing now for uh, for this thing. So uh, I I like it though. You're implementing some WWE. I I like it. You know, The Rock's my guy, so I I love it. You just, see, Flair, you just, you just see me when I'm doing it, like I'm smelling the air and everything. I didn't realize how much WWE you implemented in our show. You have the woos for, for <laughs> Ric Flair. Ric Flair, yes. And I got the rock implemented. I like it. I do like it. <sighs> yes. So I just mentioned how, you know, past the 4th of July, and, you know, usually like after 4th of July is like when we start to get more of the football feel because NFL training camp – Starts for the Lions, I know, at least July 31st. And then, obviously, like uh, all of the early August, we got um, the preseason and, you know, a training camp. So it's it's exciting time. That's when it's exciting. You know, you're in the football fields. So now, you know, since we're really close to training camp, I think it's a fair, you know, time to start talking about some guys that could potentially be making the roster that are not necessarily expected to make the roster right now. And, you know, some guys that maybe we do expect to make the roster Maybe they don't, and we like to call these guys bubble guys. And, you know, it's it's a bit unfair to call out people's jobs, but we, it is our job to talk about it and, you know, we'll talk about competition that's going to be happening in training camp. So with that being said, we are going to be talking about some guys that could potentially be looking out and some guys that maybe could, you know, use this opportunity to make this 53-man roster. So um, 
I'm going to start off with Pierre. Um, Pierre, obviously, new regime. There's going to be a lot of shakeup on this roster. There's already been a lot of shakeup on this roster. But, you know, from the guys who were left over, maybe guys who were brought in, uh, who, who's a guy that you think, you know, could potentially be looking at the out and, you know, could be looking at the bubble of this uh, of this team and maybe not making it, uh, making the initial 53-man roster? All right. The first guy I'm going to go with is Austin Bryant. He's entering his third year, I believe, right? Out of Clemson, um, out of 32 games, he's only appeared in 10 games. I mean, that's just not good either, right? Your best ability is availability. He hasn't been available this year. I mean, like in his career, he has zero sacks, zero forced fumbles. Um, like he rarely pressures the quarterback, right? So you got to see more out of Austin Bryant. Even there was concerns about his injury history at Clemson. That's why he fell to the fourth round. But it just seems like he hasn't lived up to that fourth-round hype. Um, and also, the Lions added Charles Harris as competition. You got Julian Aquara coming back healthy. So I think Austin Bryant, um, I don't even know if he really fits the scheme because he's not that athletic compared to the, uh, to the guys they want. So we'll see what happens. But he's a guy that I think is firmly on the bubble and probably like not even a locker. I think he's more out than he's in. So if you had to guess, you you don't think he makes the initial 53. Obviously, we'll see what happens in training camp, but if you had to predict right now. Yeah, if I had to predict right now, I'd say he wouldn't make the roster. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, I think that's a fair point. I know, like you said, he just hasn't really done much to solidify a roster spot just because you mentioned it. Uh, availability is your best ability, and you know he just hasn't been very available. I thought you know there's been stretches and some times where Austin Bryant has looked – like an okay football player and maybe could look like a guy who could sustain on a roster. And I think, you know, maybe towards that second half of the season last year when he, he returned off the, off the pop list, I thought he looked, I wouldn't say good, but like, I feel like he had some moments where we were like, okay, you know, had a nice special teams play. I remember versus Minnesota when they had the two block punt game, like he's shown very minimal moments, but I agree with you. It just hasn't really been enough and it hasn't been, consistent enough for me you know to say that he is a firm lock and kind of like you said you know he just hasn't really lived up to the expectation of being the guy that we kind of expected him to be you know he was a fourth round pick and you know usually that's a round where you're not expecting to get necessarily a superstar but a guy or it's a position where you kind of want to get a guy that that'll be sustainable in the roster and he just hasn't been that guy for the Lions and it's gonna be a big year for him obviously new regime this isn't the team that drafted him or the I should say the general manager that didn't draft him. So it's going to be an interesting situation for, for Austin Bryant. Malcolm, you got anything to add on uh, Austin Bryant? He, he, he has a lot to prove. You know, he's a guy that, you know, he hasn't done much. I talked about him in last week's episode that, you know, he hasn't done much since he's been here. So he has a lot to prove. And he, he's a guy that he definitely can't take an injury because one injury from him and he's, he's out the door. I could see him. Like if he, if he missed some time in training camp or he missed some preseason games, he, there's no way he makes his roster. Oh yeah, no. He needs every single snap that he can get because he's going to get every single opportunity you know that he needs. Like he, it's it's his job to lose, and you know if an injury happens, it's going to be tough for him to to bounce back for the Lions. So I do agree with that. And um, you know he was just one of those guys that he was on a really productive team in Clemson, a very productive defensive line in Clemson. And some people thought that maybe raised his value. Maybe he wasn't as good of a player as we saw at Clemson. And as of right now, I mean. That stuff is living up to the expect. I mean, that's living up true right now. I hate to say it, but it is true. I mean, he he 
he had a lot of first-round talent on that Clemson defensive line, and he just hasn't really been able to prove himself Yeah, you know, being in the NFL and kind of being by himself to a certain degree and just not benefiting off, you know, the guys around him. So, you know, it's going to be definitely a huge year for Austin Bryant. I'm kind of like with Pierre. I just – I don't know what the role is for him right now, and I don't even know if he has a spot on the roster right now. So it's going to be definitely interesting to see. What... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Uh, what happens with AB. But Malcolm, who's a guy you want to talk about that maybe could potentially be looking out or maybe a guy that could potentially we don't expect to make the team looking in? All right, so a guy who I have, it's not, I, I think that he can still perform. I'm not going to, I'm not throwing any low blows to him. But the guy I'm talking about is a wide receiver. He was drafted last year, and that's Quintus Cephas. And the reason why I talk about Quintus Cephas right now is because I think he has a lot of competition this year. And because of the competition, he could find his way out the door. Um, it depends on uh, really about how many receivers the Lions want to keep. And, um, you know, they already have Terrell Williams. Um, Rashad Pyramid, he's a guy who could be up in there as well. But if he makes if Pyramid makes a roster, you're looking at um, Amon Ron St. Brown, then you got Sage Rod, who's going to be pushing them for his spot. Um, they already have, you know, they have Khalif Raymond, who's going to be most likely going to be our kick returner this year. So I think he's going to have a roster spot this year. And he can also stretch the field as well. So it's going to be pretty tough for Quintus Cephas. Like, if they decide to go five wide receivers, he may be out the door. If they decide to keep six wide receivers, you know, are they going to keep um, Quintus Cephas? You know, it's Quintus Cephas going to have a strong camp and, and preseason to keep his job. And that, that's the big thing. And I'm looking to see if he's going to take that next step up because I already know these guys from last year who was drafted by Patricia and Bob Quinn, none of these guys are safe. None of these guys are safe um, because these are not, you know, these are not Dan Campbell's guys, you know. So it is going to be tough. And he's a guy who I think is a guy, I'm not going to say he's really on the bubble. I think he's a guy who has to prove himself and prove a roster spot this year um, to make this team. I, I think with Quintus Cephas, it's a little bit different compared to Austin Bryant. And the reason why I say that is, 
I think this is more of Quintez Cephas' job to lose. Like, I think he has the job right now, if we had to guess. And I think it's all in his power if he wants to make it or lose it. Because I think he has the job. I think he just has to lose the job for anything to be shuffled up. I think with Austin Bryant, I think he has to legitimately prove to make this roster. I'm not saying Quintez Cephas doesn't have to prove it, but I just don't look at the competition behind Cephas and I'm like, you know, that's a guy that could maybe be pushing him out the door. I don't know. It would shock me. I mean, I know we have a lot of UDFA free agents at, at that wide receiver spot. So, you know, it's going to be it, it's going to be interesting to see what those guys do. But I feel like it is Cephas's job to lose right now. And I, I would be a little surprised, a little surprised if he loses that job. But not completely shocked. <laughs> if, yeah, Cephas I'm, I'm, loses, if Cephas loses this job, that's a big concern because the wide receiver depth on this team is just not that strong. Exactly. Like you have a lot of young guys and unproven guys. Even your starters, like you can't. I don't think Tyrell Williams is a wide receiver one, and I don't think Perriman is a wide receiver two. I think Williams is more of a wide receiver two, and Perriman is a wide receiver three or four. So if Cephas doesn't make the team, that's a big concern. But you do have like guys like Sage Sherrod. You have Victor Bolden, who's impressed. You do have uh, Javon McKinley, I believe, the kid out of Notre Dame. Yeah. They signed. They also signed Goff's former college teammates at Chad Henson, I believe. Yeah. So, so there is going to be competition, but I think Cephas should make the roster. But he does need to improve. Last year, he had a lot of drops. Um, he also had trouble tracking the deep ball. He was a great route runner, though, so that's a positive for him. Um, so we'll see. I'm not really like I'm not high on Cephas, but I'm expecting him to make the team. If he doesn't, that's a big concern. I'm also expecting the Lions to probably add another wide receiver. I wouldn't be shocked if they added more receivers. Yeah. Because there just isn't a lot there. Yeah. And what I mean by I think Cephas, is, it's his job to lose right now. I think we could all agree right now that Brad Holmes would prefer to keep a guy like Quintus Cephas on the roster just because it's a cheap rookie deal and a guy with a lot of upside. So if he doesn't make the team with this wide receiver depth, I mean, that like Pierce said, that's a huge concern. But I know obviously Brad Holmes – his hope is that one of these young guys, including Quintez Cephas, could just step up and take the role and take the job of being that wide receiver four rather than having to go out in the free agency market and sign a guy to a one-year deal. Because, And that, if that ends up happening, it just doesn't really you know, develop anything because that guy's just here for a one-year deal and just to you know, carry debt for the year. If you have a guy like Quintez Cephas, that could be a legitimate wide receiver four, maybe even more in the future for you. So... Or one of these UDFAs. So it's going to be interesting. Let me ask you a question real quick. Who, who would you feel more comfortable as wide receiver for? Would you feel more comfortable as Sage Surratt at wide receiver for? Or Quintus I mean, I just haven't seen much of Sage Surratt. I mean, like, all I've seen is, like, reports and reading on him. Like, obviously, I know what he'd done at, uh, at Wake Forest. And, like, it's just it's tough to judge a, a UDFA without really, you know, again, the eye test. I feel like we'll get a way better judgment of that in training camp, like when we're allowed to go in person and when we actually watch preseason game versus other competition, I think we'll get a better judgment if I'll feel comfortable with a guy like Surratt or one of these young UDFAs, you know, to be a wide receiver four. I'd say just right now I'm more comfortable with Quintez Cephas just because we know more of him right now. But, you know, that could easily be changed in a couple weeks. Yeah, and me personally, man, I think Khalif Raymond is, is a guy who may have that wide receiver four spot just because of his ability to stretch the field. And I think I don't feel like he's the lead guy for the return of role right now. 
that's, I, just the way I feel, that's the way I feel right now. I agree. Keep an eye on Victor Bolden. Victor yeah, Bolden, Bolden is another guy. Is, as Victor Bolden is a sneaky guy. Yeah. Who, one of those sneaky guys that may make the roster. Like we have one every year, one of those sneaky guys. Like what? I, I think he's going to make it. Like right he, now, I think he's going to he make makes, it. And, and that's a guy, if Victor Bolden makes the roster, where does that leave Quintez Cephas? Yeah. I, I, I agree with what you're saying, though, with a Khalif Raymond or Victor Bolden. I, th- I don't think both make it. I think one of the two make it. But I think if either one of the two make it, I feel like that's the wide, re- wide receiver five spot. And I feel like that's going to mm. be primarily your kick returner and maybe you use some a couple gadget plays with them on the offense but i feel like as far as a wide receiver four i would like to say the front runner and the leader right now is quintess cephas but like i said that could easily be changed with one of these udfas or or if brad holmes has to go out and invest into a veteran you know before the season so it's gonna be interesting all right all right so switching gears now to a guy who i think could be looking on the outside as well and this is uh, also a fourth-round pick uh, in the former Bob Quinn pick. And this is a pick where the Lions put a lot of emphasis into, especially into the draft, and that's uh, Deshaun Hand. Um, so with the defensive tackle position, you know, the Lions really loaded up that position a lot. They go out in the second and third round. They get Levi Anzarike, uh in the second round from Washington. In the third round, they go from NC State and Lee McNeil. So back-to-back picks on defensive tackles. They go out in you know, the offseason. They trade for Michael Brockers. He's a guy who has versatility to play the edge. He could play the inside as well. Obviously, you still have a guy like Trey Flowers, who is primarily a defensive end, but also has the versatility to play some three-tech as well. So it's putting the tough position for a guy like Deshaun Hand, and I feel like he's in that same you know, battle that, that uh, Austin Bryant's in. It's a really loaded position, a lot of talent around you, and you're going to have to really prove yourself. And Kind of the same issue with as you know Austin Bryant has had is is the availability. You know we've seen Deshaun Hand be good in the NFL. His rookie season, he was a very productive rookie for the Lions, and you know he he was a guy that we were looking at potentially building around in this defensive line from. But since that rookie season, Deshaun Hand just hasn't really done much to take that next step in the NFL. And I don't know, man. He just last year he was pretty much available for this team, but he just wasn't a big impact for this team. You know, maybe people, some, some people will blame the scheme that he was in and he just wasn't, they weren't getting the best out of him. That's possible. I mean, I guess we'll see. We know the talent's there with Hand. So it's just, could this defensive staff, you know, kind of unleash that from Deshaun Hand and maybe he could elevate to take that next step. Right now, I don't think he's a lock by any means because of how, you know, deep the defensive tackle position is and how much they invest into that position with these young guys because we're already looking at the roster. We're already talking about some locks of the position. We're talking about Flowers. He's a lock already. Unzarike, obviously, he's a lock. McNeil, he's a lock, obviously. Uh, Brockers, he's a lock. And, like, we have a lot of guys at the position who are already locks at the defensive tackle position. The defensive tackle position It's going to be really tough for, you know, a guy like Deshaun Hand, you know, to, you know, solidify the spot because there's a lot of competition. So, you know, I'm interested to see – you know, how he looks this camp and how he looks in preseason, if he could take that next step and be a productive player for this team and maybe just be a rotational guy. But overall, I think this is a guy that who could be potentially looking at the outside. You know, maybe the Lions look for a trade for a guy like Deshaun Hand. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. What's your guys' view on uh, Deshaun Hand? Yeah, like you said, like the best ability is availability. He just hasn't been available. And I kind of feel like last year injury slowed him down. He wasn't like what we saw in this rookie year. Like he Not wasn't, he just wasn't as impactful or as athletic like we saw. I'm um, hopefully like this year he comes back and is healthy because he has a lot of talent. The talent is there, 
But again, like he's dealt with injuries and also um, even when he was in college, he dealt with a lot of inconsistencies. That's why he fell to the fourth. But he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. So the kid is talented. He just needs to stay healthy and continue to develop. And we'll see if he could do that. No, and the, and the Lions still have some guys, and, and they kept a guy who's similar to a Deshaun Hand to a certain degree, Nick Williams. They they decided to keep him around. That was a guy that we potentially looked, you know, early in their offseason, saying you know that that could be a guy the Lions move on from. But the Lions decided to keep him, give him a pay cut. Still got guys like Penasini. So I mean, it's a deep position at the defensive tackle spot. So I don't know, man. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be tough for Deshaun Hand. I, I like to say. I don't know what to say. I wouldn't be shocked if he's on this team or if he isn't on this team right now. It's it's really tough to predict for him. I, I'm a little more hopeful for him than Austin Bryant, I would say. But still, really, really tough you know, thing to predict for, for Deshaun Hand. What do you think, Malcolm? He's another guy who I talked about last week, man. He's, he's a guy that just has a lot to prove to make this roster because his his – ability to be on the field it's just it's not there like he's always hurt and if he's not on the field he's banged up in some way which is hammering his performance on the field so he just he just has to get it together he has to figure it out for try to stay healthy and he has to put some type of production on the field i think he has three sacks in the years he's been here that's awful that's it's not it's not a good number and you know the lions he, he's liked by a lot of lions fans like a lot of lions fans look highly at Deshaun Hand thinking that he could be the next guy. But he's never, he's not on the field. So he just has to put it together. Or if not, man, if he gets injured, just like just like um, Austin Bryant, if he gets injured, we may not see Deshaun Hand on this roster. So he just has to stay healthy and, and, and play play like his rookie year, man. That's his only, his only hope right now. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. It's going to be tough. And like we've mentioned with all three guys, you know, these aren't Bob Quinn or these aren't Brad Holmes guys. These are all Bob Quinn guys, obviously new regime. And, you know, they're going to probably favor their guys. And I think just especially the defensive tackle spot, I mean, Brad Holmes put a lot of emphasis in that position and invested a lot into that position this offseason. So it even made Deshaun Hand's chances of making the team even thinner because, you know, we already talked about a couple locks. You know, he used two premium draft picks and he traded for – you know, what we think could be a future captain for this Detroit Lions team and Michael Brockers. So, I don't know, man. It's going to be very interesting for Deshaun Hand. He has a lot to prove. Like Pierre said, he's got the talent. It's just could he put it on the field and, you know, could he elevate his game? We'll see. Obviously, it's a new staff, new defensive scheme. So, maybe this system for him could favor him. And hopefully, we can get a better Deshaun Hand. That would be the hope, right? All right. You guys got anything else to add? Some other sleepers to look out for? Some other guys could be on the bubble? Um, another guy, like, I guess we could bring up is, uh, the kid out of last year from Ohio State. So I've known Deshaun Cornell. He had a good camp and then he ended up getting hurt. He's and I believe now he's suspended. Yeah. yeah. So he's a guy that's also could be on the chopping blocks. But the thing with, with him is, bro, when you're suspended, they could put him on the suspended list. And then after mm-hmm. those three weeks, they could decide to keep him or release him. Yeah. And obviously in those weeks, injuries could happen and, that spot could be more open than what it is right now, right? So, right. Another guy I would keep an eye out for as well is a former Bob Quinn draft pick as well, and this was last year's pick, uh, Logan Stenberg. It's a it's a deep position too in the offensive line, um, and he hasn't he didn't really play last year. He was mainly an active. Seemed like it was a developmental thing. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see how he looks this year because 
you know, last year, the reports from camp, obviously, we weren't there in person because of COVID. You know, there wasn't many positive things about Logan Stenberg. You know, he was mainly like the third offense. He was playing mainly in, you know, third team offensive line. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see his development. We obviously saw what he could do at Kentucky and, you know, how he could be that Muller in the run game. It's going to be interesting to see the development that, or the step he took this year in year two for him. Obviously, offensive linemen could take some time to develop. Um, so I, I'm intrigued to see what, what Stenberg could do. Obviously, we have some versatility with him as well. He played a little center in camp last year. I don't know how he did, but he was playing some center. He didn't look good. That, yeah. Those were the rookies that look good, yeah. And then, obviously, he, he's mainly known for his garden, you know. I, I wouldn't rookie. give up on him yet. I wouldn't Just either. because he was one of my favorite players last year, like, as a prospect. I liked him a lot coming out. Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel like it's right to get up on him now. But, again, if he doesn't fit the scheme or if he gets hurt again, not gets hurt, like, if he doesn't look good again, maybe you don't have a choice but to move on. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure he's... maybe also you could – if maybe he gets some value because I know there was, like, reports on draft day that the Bills were angry that Bob Quinn took him over them or something. Yeah. Um, so maybe you could get, like, a sixth or seventh round pick for him. I just wouldn't I... give up on him yet. I think his play style fits of what they want to do. You know, he's known to be a molar in the run game. And he's a kneecap biter. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a molar in the run game. Anthony Lynn, obviously, former running back coach, former offensive coordinator with the Chargers, really likes to get the run game going. So his best strength is getting the run game going. And that, something that should favor him, I feel like, come towards camp. It's not a guy necessarily being on the out, but it wouldn't completely shock me if he is on the out. But keep an eye out for him, on him for sure, though. Right. Um, is that it, guys? You guys want to wrap it up? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there any other guys who could be on this chopping block, or you know, a guy could be a bubble guy? Really, I think we mentioned yeah, basically all of them. Yeah. Um, just going through the roster real quick. Jelani Tavai's another one I would keep an eye out for. They've praised them a lot this year, so I, I mean, the dynamic core is too weak to, for him to yeah. not make this roster. I think he, I think he has. We'll see though. You never know. Like sometimes they just type up a guy and end up. Somebody has to. Somebody has to shine. Somebody yeah. has to like take his spot. If yeah. uh, if what's his name was if Carryon Johnson was still on this team, I would say him. But he obviously got released. Oh well, yeah. What about um? Yeah. What do you what, what you guys thoughts on Will your boy uh, Tyler, uh Pierce boy Will Harris? I think uh, one he's not, not enough up there. But two, there is nothing <laughs> at safety, so uh, I think they're gonna give him a chance. Yeah. Hey, right. we got we got right, my boy D'Angelo Lamos there. And that is a wrap of part one of our bonus content. We have part two coming out shortly. It's just a quick Q and A of the Lions roster compared to to last year's. Please tune in for that as well. And with that being said, we are out. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.